now it's recording. Okay. It looks like it's. Okay. All right. Truth or dare, but I don't have a dare. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> so truth, well, that's truth or I, truth. Well, I always go for truth anyway because dares <laughs> terrify me. Have you ever uh, played with a Ouija board? No. Never. I would never. Really? I would never do that. No. Well, I mean, good. That's no. that's the answer. That's what we want all of you to leave with today. No. Uh, I did once. Uh, I don't even remember how young or old I was. It's definitely grammar school, and we moved it ourselves the whole time. Yes. Um, I think I called my friend an ass or something. That's good. I mean, not <laughs> not not calling your friend an ass, but it's good that you. Uh, you didn't. You didn't get to yeah, tap we into the evil, the, the spirit world. But it doesn't really matter, which right. we'll talk about today on Ooh. our Ed Talks episode on the occult. Uh, so, welcome. I'm Father Dominic. I'm Paul and Eric, and this is Ed Talks, where we hope to inspire saints who will inspire saints to build the kingdom of God. Amen. Boo. Uh, boo. Yeah. Halloween's coming up. Right All the corner. Hallow's Eve. All Hallow's and so Eve. we thought it'd be fun to talk about the occult and. Um, demons and angels and all that jazz. We were hoping to have an actual exorcist on the podcast to interview, and we will someday. Um, he he's willing to come on the podcast. He just is very busy, um, so we'll hopefully have him soon, and we can get more into the weeds on this stuff. Not surprising he'd be busy in this current culture in which we find ourselves. Well, that's true. So let's let's dive into it. Let's, let's dive into in. the dark, the dark, the occult. So I think. I th- a good place to start when we start looking at... And what do we mean by the occult? Yeah, that's it. The occult is... How do you spell it? O-C-C-U-L-T. That's right. O-C-C-U-L-T. Very nicely done. Yeah. So the occult... How would you describe the occult, Paul? Ooh, wow. I should probably have been prepared for that question. I thought that you were going to do it. Um, I, can, I can do it. Okay. I, I was just trying to share the mic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. Yeah. The was, occult are... are Rituals and um, practices, spiritual practices that are not Catholic and that are run by demons or the devil, all right? And um, our basis for that is, I think we can all, at least the two of us can agree, there is a spiritual world and there is a physical world. And as believers in the Blessed Trinity... Um, and in angels and demons and in all the saints and our, our Catholic understanding, we know that the spiritual world is run by God who is outside of space and time and he has these messengers that we call angels. Um, there are fallen angels who did not want to work for God and so they have fallen and their whole goal is to tear people away from God where the good angels are meant to bring people and help us uh, know who God is and bring us toward God. And then when people die, we either go to heaven, hell, or purgatory um, where Christ is king, Mary is queen of heaven and earth, um, and then the fallen angels run hell. Okay, so we know spiritual world, physical world. So the occult are different practices and areas of spiritual life that are actively working against God and are trying to take people away um, into darkness. Now let's let's rewind because I, yeah. I do I think it's important because I've talked to a lot of people. There are a lot of misconceptions I think about all of this and Catholic teaching. So backing up 
you use the word messenger. That's literally the definition of angel. An angel is a messenger. That's what a, spirit, a spiritual being that sends messages. So angels were created by God. They are creatures, but they are purely spiritual creatures. They are not incarnate. They do not have flesh. Correct. Some angels, as you said, chose, rebelled against God, refused to serve God, and to serve the purpose for which they were created. They... God respected that choice and said, fine, you don't have to serve me, but I'm casting you out of heaven because to be in heaven means to be with me, to be in union with me, mm-hmm. as we talked about last week of unity, mm-hmm. right? They, they chose disunity, and so they're forever separated from God. Correct. And they hate anyone who has the potential to be unified to God because they have they something— all things beautiful. Right. They hate what they can never have, what mm-hmm. they chose to reject. Correct. Um, so humans, though— can never become angels. Correct. We are different beings. We have a body, and even after we die and before our bodies and souls are reunited um, at the end of time, we might be a disembodied spirit, but we are still a human. We are never, it's not like a human doesn't go to heaven and become an angel. Right? Correct. I think that's a common, like a cultural. Yeah, because we use those terms interchangeably, right? That, oh, you know, grandma's an angel in heaven now. Right. Grandma's not an angel. She's grandma, a saint. Grandma's still grandma. Right. But if she's in heaven, she's a saint. She's a saint. Yes. And so that's important to know. And then it's also important to know uh, bad humans don't become devils. Like, Correct. Like even, even I'm, I promise you, dear listener, no matter how annoying that little seven-year-old boy is across the street <laughs> and how devil-like he, he might be, he is not a demon and he can never become a demon. Yes. Demons are angels. They're just fallen angels. Okay, cool. I think that that's just really just yeah, at the no, very beginning. Good. Just put that out there because I think there's a lot that's of good. misconceptions. Yes, you're either, yeah, humans become saints or damned, yeah. um, and then angels are angels. That's how they're created. So when we're looking at the occult, those are ways of engaging in the spiritual world. Well, okay, now as disciples of Jesus, if I'm going to engage in the spiritual world but I'm not engaging with God who is love, and I'm trying to engage the spiritual world through some other medium that does not involve our one holy Catholic apostolic church, then there's only one group of beings that I'm interacting with, right? We don't believe in multiple gods, so that's that's not real. We don't believe that... There's these other forces in the world that are working with God. Like, that's not that's not part of our understanding. That's not how Jesus spoke. Um, Jesus didn't tell you to go get good vibes from somebody and rub some crystals together. And What's the, what's the herb that they use? Sage? Sage, yeah. yeah. Jesus didn't do any of that. So if God himself through Jesus did not tell us to do it, or leave it within his one holy Catholic apostolic church, then there is only one group of spiritual beings you're dealing with, and those are demons. Right. And it's important to note, right, like if if something is good and true and beautiful, over the 2,000 years of the Catholic Church's history, there will be plenty of evidence of the Church doing that and okay. engaging in that. And nowhere do we find the Church encouraging sage except maybe on poultry at thanksgiving correct which is delicious there are plenty of catholics who engage in these things but but they they do not speak for the church that's correct um 
So yeah, that's and that's another important distinction to make. You may have heard of Miss McGillicuddy, who's a daily mass attendee that does Reiki at her in her basement, and she prays a rosary every day, but she also does Reiki at the same time. Reiki, if you don't know, Reiki is, I don't know what that is. But... Reiki is like a meditative massage. That's okay. essentially what it is. But there are the meditations are inherently demonic. Mm. I know I'm probably upsetting somebody's listening to this that loves Reiki and does it every Wednesday at four o'clock. Stop it. Yeah. Don't anymore. Yeah. Um, it's it ha- it's it comes with a whole spiritual understanding. So it's not just a regular massage. It's a massage that's connected to the spiritual world. Again, there's no Catholic Reiki that doesn't exist. That's demonic. Um, it's important, right, to, to, to recognize because sometimes we do things thinking these are just things. These are just, oh, this is just a, a different culture's way to do stretching or to do a massage or to play a game. Mm-hmm. Um, or to get good luck. Or to get good luck. Yes. And it's, it's really important to look into, before you res- resort to any of those, because you have a thousand ways within the Christian tradition to develop a healthy body, to uh, ask for grace of God to, to bestow fortune on you in, in different circumstances. Like, make sure that what you're doing is in line and has a tradition within the church and doesn't have some sort of weird occult tradition right. that you don't know about because that's a sneaky way. I think a lot of people are drawn into the occult accidentally. Mm-hmm. Right, they totally innocently on, or they believe the lies that are told by the demons that, oh, you know this, you know God doesn't, you know if if God really wanted you to be happy, He would have told you to do this, but God doesn't want you to be happy, so why don't you just do this and you kind of circumvent God, you go around God. How can you go around an Almighty, All Powerful, All Knowing, All Present Being? You don't, <laughs> you don't go around Him. Um, and, but the, the demons, again, they're angels, right? And, and they, will, they can't force us to do anything that we don't give them permission to, right? So um, that's why even playing with stuff, even if you're not fully engaged in it. So, yes, yeah, so I played with that Ouija board however old I was. And we didn't actually call on the spiritual world. We were moving it ourselves. Uh, I was still, in a sense, opening that door. Mm-hmm. And that's really all the demons need. They just need the door cracked open a bit in your soul to hook on, and then they start messing with you, right? Um, so you may have gone to a tarot card reader for a bachelor or a bachelorette party, and you were just there because it was something fun to do. That, you just you just open the door a little bit. I mean, it's, it's like playing with mud or playing with fire. Like It doesn't take much just to burn yourself a little bit, and then it just gets worse and worse and worse if you're not working with the, the real spiritual world, well, that, that you're always in the real spiritual world. There's only one spiritual world. Um, but if you're not working with God uh, and looking to, to grow in holiness and to seek repentance and, and forgiveness, and you got to be living a, a good spiritual life rooted rooted in Christ. The key takeaway there, right, is that there's, there, aren't, there aren't three levels in the spiritual world. There's no neutral. There's just, there's good and there's ungood, which, yeah. which is evil. Yeah. And that's it. There's only two. There's not like, oh, well, this is, it's not like, uh, I don't know, vegetables, 
right? Where, oh, this is just a, I, I just tolerate this vegetable. No, there's no just like, to, it's either a force for good or it's a force for evil uh, in the spiritual world. And, and so don't, don't kid yourself by saying, oh, this yeah. is just a, a goofy, fun oh, thing to fun. do. Yeah. It reminded me oh, of. Father, just a Ouija board. Or, you know, Reiki is just a massage. Yoga is just stretching. Right. These and, things, like, you can get a massage. Like, that's okay. Yeah. There are massages, but just don't bring in these occult yeah. elements into it. Uh, it almost reminded me of the tradition of vampires, right? Like, vampires. They can't enter your home unless you invite them in, right? They, 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 these evils, and it's important to remember, too, is that, like you said, God is infinitely more powerful than these little creatures that he said, get out of heaven if you don't want to be here. I'm not going to let you. I'm not, I'm not going to force you to stay. So you got your wish granted. Boom, you're gone. Yeah. And um, they only have power over us if we enable them, if we empower Give them. them. The power. So that's important to remember, too. So it's just simple, common sense measures to avoid opening that door, right? Just just yes. learn. Before you engage in something, if it makes you feel a little bit like, mm, I don't know, that's probably your conscience. Your guardian angel is probably saying, no, you don't know. Find out more. And so actually find out more. Because, like, again, like, yeah, these we, – we know what the spiritual world is. If you're a disciple of Jesus, you know – there's God, there's saints, there's angels, there's demons. So if you're going to play with crystals or you're going to go to a tarot card reader or you're going to try to summon the dead and talk to your dead relatives, that, that's, not, that's not real. And so you're messing with a part of the spiritual world that doesn't want you to be joyful in heaven for eternity. Mm-hmm. You're dealing with demons. Um, if Jesus... If Jesus said we should talk to the dead, why would he raise Lazarus? He could have just summoned Lazarus' soul and had him talk to everybody and do that as a miracle. That'd be a pretty cool miracle, right? Uh, have Lazarus' spirit come back from the dead, talk to everybody, be like, oh, no, guys, it's cool. I'm over here in Sheol. You know, <laughs> he's going to rise from the dead. God explained the whole plan to me. It's cool. <laughs> that would have been a pretty cool miracle. That's not what Jesus did. Jesus didn't summon the dead. Jesus raised the dead. So if you think, oh, I really miss grandma, and I, I, everybody mourns, we want, we want our dead relatives to come back because we love them. I miss my grandfather a lot. He died like seven years ago. Uh, I don't summon him because that's, that's how our Lord tells us. If I were to try to summon my grandfather, it would not be my grandfather that's coming. And what am I doing? I, and so let's keep using necromancy. I feel like summoning my dead grandfather so I'm now going to try to engage in the spiritual world, either through some um, necromancer or through something I find on the internet that's also demonic. Um, and of course, they're never going to tell you it's demonic. They're going to tell you, oh, I have these spiritual gifts. Oh, if you, you know, write this thing down in a notebook three times, or if you, if you just you know, prick your finger and put a little bit of blood on this card and light it on fire, you know, it'll summon your, your relative who is of the same bloodline and it, these, these, these are real things, too, that people do. Um, and if you've done, we'll talk about that next. Okay? But if I'm doing that, I am summoning the spiritual world, but it's going to be a demon that I'm giving permission to engage with me. And that's where I've now opened the door. I've said, demon who's disguising itself as my grandfather, I give you permission to talk to me, to engage with me, and to come into my life and... That's 
That's the beginning of the end. It's some scary stuff. Crashing and burning. There's a great book that we read in our book club, uh, Screwtape Letters, where C.S. Lewis uh, envisions, imagines two devils communicating with each other about how to tempt and to win for for their their lord, their dark lord, Satan, uh, souls. Uh, it's a great book, and it's beautifully insightful into human Definitely. frailty. It's a really easy read, and it's it's a good one. I highly recommend it. There's an, a podcast actually recently on uh, Pints with Pints with Aquinas, where there was a former Satanist who is now a Catholic. Uh, and if you get a chance to, we want to expand. It's like two hour. It's intense though. Um, uh, I would recommend you guys if you have the time and want to delve more deeply into it. That's another thing. It is scary. And real stuff because people start with a cracked door and then increasingly get drawn in. Not always, but it happens with alarming regularity. Mm -hmm. And I think that we would be foolish to pretend that this doesn't happen and that it's not happening right now. I mean, in point of fact, I forget which state it was, uh, but one of the states that enacted um, one of the more stricter um, pro-life laws uh, after Roe v. Wade fell – Satanists sued in court, arguing that abortion is their sacrament. Yeah, I've heard about that. Yeah. Um, which is telling about like when you start moving down this road to call the slaughter of of innocent children a sacrament. I mean, this this talking back to child sacrifice, and we've you know this is something that before Christianity spread throughout the world, that was a regular feature of human, quote-unquote, religious practice in the world was child sacrifice. Yeah, and that's, yeah, and, and human sacrifice, uh, it, it's all, you know, so now let's look at, you know, now no, we're not going to go there today. No, we'll not today. Not we'll today. Maybe, maybe with Bishop Grab. Maybe with Bishop Grab will go there. So for those of you that may have dabbled in the occult in your past, like me, you may have played with a Ouija board when you were in junior high, or you went and saw a seance person at one point when you were down and mournful over the loss of someone uh, special to you, or maybe you did tarot cards at a bachelor party, or whatever you may have done. The first thing you need to do is go to confession and confess doing whatever it is that you did. Even if it, even if it was you were doing it out of innocent fun, just it it was it was wrong. It was a sin. So confess it. Bring yes. it to God. And yes, uh, yeah, it, it caused a wound. Right? Mm-hmm. You open that door, a wound was created. Now you need God's grace through that sacrament to heal that wound. So you need you need to confess it. And even if you're not, you may not feel guilty about it because you didn't know it was wrong. That's that's okay. And hopefully now you feel um, some kind of remorse knowing that, okay, I shouldn't have played with the spiritual world and the dark world. Um, but now you don't need to make things right and reconcile that relationship, receive that sacramental grace mm. to be healed. Um, that's really all you need to do. Now, if you are experiencing some kind of spiritual trouble and you're in the Archdiocese of Chicago, you go to the Archdiocese website, uh, www.archchicago.org. Um, under the Offices and Ministries tab on the website, there is an office of the Archdiocese called Spiritual Healing. And that is a, a group of people that pray with 
those and includes exorcists in the archdiocese um, that will pray with you and walk with you if you're experiencing some kind of spiritual trouble. If you are listening to this and you're not in the Archdiocese of Chicago, you need to go find your own diocese and work with whatever equivalent office they may have. Some dioceses just have an office of the exorcist, some called spiritual healing. Another title might be deliverance ministry. Um, You want to look for that in your own diocese and and work with them. You can't... um, the devil is a legalist in, in, in that uh, it, he pays attention to, he knows canon law better than anyone um, on earth. And if you are a one bishop's child, spiritual child, um, it's two o'clock. Two, it's, oh, it's Wednesday. Wednesday. <laughs> um, but if you belong to another bishop, you need to go to your bishop to receive the, the healing that you need. Those are my kids. They just got out of school and they came to interview them today. Maybe with exorcisms. (laughs) Well, now you know where to go. All right, this is great. (laughs) Well, it's it's a very important topic, and uh, it's it's one that you can laugh about in the in the season. Halloween's coming. Yes, but it is a serious one, and I think that was good sound advice. And uh, let me ask you the last question: Mm -hmm. When did, if you feel comfortable answering this, when did you? bring to confession your Ouija like did it was it years later when you figured out like, it was oh. yeah it was when I was in the seminary wow and when I learned about this stuff for the first right. time we don't talk about this stuff no which is why we, we should talk about so it you, so you're talking like seven eight years or so yeah because I was probably I think I was like fifth or sixth grade oh so maybe even a little bit longer so it was longer yeah like ten years yeah, yeah. it's wild and I didn't I didn't feel any right like I didn't think I needed any spiritual help but I was told to do it I did it and now I'm not worried about it. Yeah, that's good. That's beautiful. That's a beautiful thing about confession. Go to confession that's anyway. Beautiful. And any good exorcist, including when we do get an exorcist on this podcast, will tell you one confession more powerful than a million exorcisms. It's awesome. Awesome stuff. All righty. What's our time? Are we good? We're, we're good. Yeah. Okay. Well, so thanks for listening to our podcast. I'm Father Dominic. I'm Paul Maneric. And this is Ed Talks, where we hope to inspire saints who inspire saints to build the kingdom of God. Amen. Oh, that's okay. That's, I, it felt like we went. Yeah, that was plenty. We had enough time. I think that, yeah. There's just a thing called tip us up at school.